Welcome to Fallout Off the Record, brought to you by Quest Gaming Network. And sponsored in part by Nuka Cola, the Wasteland's favorite soft drink. Have a nuke. And now, on to our show. Alright, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fallout Off the Record. I am your host, Rick McVick, and with us tonight is Shaleen. Buenos dias! <laughs> oh my, inside jokes they don't know about. Anyway, um, tonight's episode we have The Unusual Suspects Part 3, in which we will be traveling to New Vegas, of all places. Um, it's a lot of fun for me. And, anyway, before we get into the show, we have a few announcements, and why don't you go ahead and take it away, Shaleen? Thank you, Rick. We're going to start off, as always, with some ads. We are sponsored by TweakedAudio.com, the makers of fine earbuds and headphones. You can get free shipping and 30% off if you're in the market for some new headphones using our code OFFTHERECORD, all one word, at checkout. We're also brought to you by Audible.com, your number one source for audiobooks. You can use our link, AudibleTrial.com slash QuestGamingNetwork, to get a free audiobook of your choosing. I have a book recommendation for you if you don't know what you want to read. I recommend 1776 by David McCullough. This is a nonfiction piece about the uh, Revolutionary War, the American Revolutionary War. And it seems like we've got a lot of Revolutionary War influences in the upcoming Fallout 4. So uh, catch up on your history. That's for sure. Uh Uh-oh, storm's brewing. (laughs) The show is also brought to you by you. You can become a patron of our show on patreon.com slash questgamingnetwork and uh, help support the show. You can also do a one-time donation at qgn.questgamingnetwork.com. I always bungle that URL. So do I. (laughs) Questgamingnetwork.com and using our PayPal link. Any donation helps and would get you a shout-out on this show or any other QGN show would wish to be shouted out on. That it will. So... Now that we're done with our our sponsorship section of the show, let's give you a little overview of the loveliness that you can expect in today's episode. Yes. We're going to bring you some news. We're going to bring you some gameplay. We've got lore, an item of the week, your emails, and finally, at long last, the winners of our Funko Pop Mystery Mini Giveaway Contest. Woohoo! We finally got winners, and we finally have those things shipped to us. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Finally. Thanks to uh again to Pete Hines for contacting the Bethesda store and for Brick at the Bethesda store for personally <laughs> taking care of that issue. Um you're good people, Brick. And thanks for thanks for tending that. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh I wanna also give a shout out to uh uh Caliente Quack, uh first live episode. Welcome, welcome, yeah. sir. Welcome, Caliente. Uh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um Keep an eye on the stream. I'm always nervous when I'm live streaming a video game because I don't want it to be choppy for everyone watching. So I hope that uh, I hope that it isn't. Anyway. Looks okay to me. Well, yeah. The chat room will be sure to let us know. I'm sure. Oh, they will. Problems. And we appreciate that chat room. Mm-hmm. So let's start off, Rick, with some news. Well, first we should explain what we're doing real quick right now oh, in uh, sure. Good Springs in New Vegas. This is not the main character we'll be using throughout the show. Uh, 
And for those of you listening, I started a new character uh, because I want to do the challenge while everyone's watching because we're going to see how badly I fail. Uh, so I started a character, which means I'm level one. My health is at 200. My special, uh, I have a strength of 10, perception 5, endurance 5, charisma 1, intelligence 1. My agility is m minus 1, but I'm still at 9 with agility, and luck of 8. The reason I'm minus 1 on agility is because I'm wearing the most heaviest armor I have, which is the lightweight metal armor, because I start out with it. All I know is you're going to need that luck, yeah. my friend. The weapons I have equipped is the... Uh, the Sturdy Caravan Shotgun and the Mercenary's Grenade Rifle. So with that notion, our challenge last week was to create a new character in New Vegas and run north and see how well you survive because, as we know, north contains a lot of death. And we had a few people write in uh, that they went and did, did the challenge. I had not been able to do the challenge this week because I'll explain in the rest of my gameplay, but we're going to watch me fail at it now. So with that, the news. Oh, that's the wrong song. What was the... I forget what it... Um, yeah, that's it. Anyway, sorry. Okay, Rick. Now that we've had some... That musical interlude from Rick, we'll go ahead and come on with the news. We had some breaking news on Twitter right before the show began. Uh, the season pass for Fallout 4 DLC is now available on PSN, so if you've been waiting to pre-order that for your PlayStation 4, go forth and order. Order and, yeah, that's That's that. We've got a little correction from last week. Last week we were talking about, in the uh, the video, the, the little special video, there was the... The vault boy riding in the little car, and we were speculating on, does this mean there's going to be a car, or is this some kind of GPS system? Apparently, there is a perk called VANS, Vault Tech Assisted Navigation System, that we did not know about at the time. And the description for that perk is, let Vault Tech guide you. The path to your closest quest target is displayed in VATS. And the online Fallout community seems to think this is going to work similarly to Clairvoyance Skyrim. So, Possibly. Um, hmm. Which, I never used Clairvoyance anyway, so it's not like... I don't know. Hmm. I'd be kind of bummed if, if it is like Clairvoyance, because, again, I never used it, and I just found it kind of annoying that I had to unequip a spell and then equip a right. different spell and hold I it. Their buoyance a lot because I get lost in video games all the time. I'm not very good at navigating. I, I would prefer it to work a, a little differently instead of being like the, the little wisp. I'd, I'd prefer it was um, just better. I, I don't think we really need it as long as they fix the maps in Fallout 4. You know what I'm saying? Fix the maps? Yeah, because like you're... If the there's a door with a map marker on it for your quest, but you're in a three-story building, you know, there's no way of knowing what floor that's on. Oh. You can't really change floors in the Fallout maps, and, and it's horrible. That's probably one of my biggest complaints with Fallout's gameplay, is the mm. maps. I don't think the grenade rifle is maybe the best choice for... Yeah, yeah, well, I, uh... I meant to switch to my shotgun and ah. cripple this guy's wings so he can't... Oh, frick. Well, well, guys, I'm faced with two Cazadors, no AP, and I'm already poisoned at this part. 
So you know those little chasmers? They're based on this uh, wasp called the tarantula hawk. And we have those in New Mexico. It's because New Mexico is like the Australia of the United States. There's little tiny cazadors flying around in my yard as we speak, probably. <sighs> anyway, let's get back to the news. So that's uh, that's what Vans is. And uh, you now we know about it. <laughs> and we'll wait and see what that's going to mean when we mm-hmm. get in the game, obviously. So we have no idea what Vans actually is. At least I don't. Maybe. So have you, have you already spent your Fallout budget of of Fallout stuff to buy? <laughs> I know I have. Oh yeah, I, I definitely have. But if our listeners haven't, there's a bunch of new stuff in the Bethesda store, including some ladies' things like cardigans and a dress, like a Vault Tech dress, and a handbag. It's kind of a a bowling bag shaped, uh, kind of a shiny with a Vault Boy design on it, and it comes with a wallet. As much as I love Fallout, that is not a handbag that I would care. Uh huh. It's might be the thing for some of you. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I wouldn't need a handbag. However, uh, just a side note: my character's already dead, so um, yeah, died. Yeah. Died. I didn't make it very far out of um, Good Spring, so there you was made my. It a lot farther than my first death. <laughs> So I made it to the third Cazador and died. Um, I didn't take the harder route north, which is what? What uh, is that? The ninety-two? I think it goes mm-hmm. up straight through the middle of all those death claws. So I definitely didn't right. bother to deal with that. Um, well, I took both of those routes. So <laughs> I'm just going to jump in later. Yeah, which we'll, we'll get into. But I'm just going to jump into my uh, Vasily character, which we'll explain a little bit. When what we does get Vasily to, look like? Uh, that Vasily. Oh, okay. Um, so, listeners, I'm carrying the rifle called This Machine. It's basically a M1 Garand. Um, that's special. I even forget where I picked that up at, actually. And um, I modeled my character to kind of look like Vasily Zaitsev, and now he's wearing the Russian Ranger armor. Nice. So, yeah, that's what we're going to be using today in our companion episode. So, let's continue on with the news, then. Also in the Bethesda store is a vinyl Fallout 3 soundtrack set, and it looks really cool. It's that Fallout blue, and and it's it's really neat. Ooh. So if you're into collecting vinyls, got one for you. I need a vinyl player first. Yeah, that's really not my thing to collect vinyls, but they look super cool. Yeah, I dig vinyl. I have two two small 45s that I bought mainly because... I know the record label, and, uh, and I know the owner of the record label, so I, you know, just got to support him a little bit. But other than that, I don't, I don't buy them. It would just be another hobby. Mm-hmm. I've already got too many of those. So, Rick, what? What's up? What did you think of the agility video? <laughs> I, I loved the agility vi- video. What are you doing here? This is our casino. Punk. What in the world? Okay, so I don't remember these people. Oh, uh, I bet you this is because. Is of, this your mod? Yeah. So. This is kind of getting into the gameplay, my gameplay a little bit. I created a James Bond character who's kind of mixed with Jason Bourne. And I installed the New Vegas Bounties 1, 2, and 3 mods along with some other miscellaneous gun mods. And uh, I guess this has to do with it. I don't... See, I walked into the Vicky and Vance Casino in Prim and uh, this chick named Layla came up and said, what are you doing in here? This is our casino, punk. And I have three options to pick for those of you listening. I could say, hey, just checking the place out. Hey, hey, uh, punk, that's my line. And are you deserters? 
So this is Vasily. He doesn't... He's in CR all the way, so are you deserters? I like to think that we're prisoners of war that managed to escape before capture. Well, goody. <laughs> I don't know how long it'll be before the Legion crosses the river, but sure as fuck, I don't want to be wearing an NCR uniform when they get here. All right, so she doesn't sound very keen on me. So I have a speech 30. Let's see here. Your turf. I guess that news hasn't reached you yet. Prim has law again, so let's try that. Fuck. We lose again. <laughs> We heard Prim was ripe for the picking, so figured we could come here and shake down some of the suckers. We weren't expecting a sheriff here. Yeah. We're just trying to put as many miles from NCR as we can. Oh, okay. We don't want to be anywhere near New Vegas when the Legion crosses the river. Like, they're going to cross the river. Pshaw. I'll be right there with my rifle. Um, yeah, this is interesting. I, I haven't had this before. I don't know what's going to happen here. Um, I think I'm going to attack them mainly because I'm in CR and they are deserters. So, and it'll be the last thing you hear. Sure. Oh, there's four. <laughs> ah, there's four of them, not two of them. Anyway, all right, we can continue on with the with the news now. I'm sorry, we were interrupted. Okay. We were interrupted by thugs. It wasn't my fault. Our agility video, Rick. It was really cute. Yes. And I really thought that the cartoon feral ghouls were just adorable, and I loved them. I thought they almost made up for the toe thumb. Oh, goodness gracious. You're still stuck on the toe thumb? I'm always stuck on the toe thumb. It continues to be abominable, so I continue to hate it. You know, I, uh... My favorite part... Oh, four shots, four deaths. Nice. My favorite part of the agility video was totally the, um... Oh, now the perk is escaping me. The perk where the little dude is, where the vault boy is stabbing the guy in bed. Oh. Oh, the uh, Inner Sandman. Sandman. Yeah. I loved that animation because he's just got this massive smile on his face and he's just stabbing away at this guy in bed. <laughs> it's so, yeah. so adorable. Oh, Captain Dumak is going to have a time with that line I just said. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Captain Dumock is one of our, our listeners who tweets at us pretty often, and he's concerned for Rick's mental health. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's probably not the only one, but... <laughs> okay, so, look, it all started when, in episode 11, I flamethrowered uh, Dukov. Duma, uh, yeah, Dukov and his ladies. Yeah, because I thought that they would turn hostile if you killed him, but I was getting that confused with Eulogy's slaves. Mm-hmm. So that was my fault. I wouldn't have killed him if I had remembered that they wouldn't go crazy. Right. Anyway, back to our news segment. So um, <laughs> the video, the agility video is what we've been talking about, um, uh, at least in theory. High agility makes vats better. Uh, it grants you more AP, presumably, like in previous entries. And I wondered if you might have a, a slower time slowdown in if you have more agility Ooh. while you're in bats. Yeah. Uh, because that's kind of what the video looked like to me. It looked like um, he had more time to, to line up his shots with higher agility. Yeah, I wonder. That'd be really interesting. Now, that would be something that would make me want to invest points in agility uh, because that's not usually something that I invest in. Yeah, it would be. That'd be really cool. It showed him dodging some landmines, presumably the return of the light step perk. Showed him dodging bullets like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> so maybe maybe it'll be harder to hit. I don't know, with higher agility. I was thinking that might tie in with luck, too. Or at least it would kind of make sense if it was tied in with luck. Mm -hmm. 
I think the luck video is gonna be a real winner. What am I stuck on? Yeah, it will be. I'm really, really excited for it. That's the last one, isn't it? That's the next one, too. Mm-hmm. That's a ton of rat scorpions. It is a ton of rat scorpions. Oh, and I'm getting stuck on every living thing in the world here. Well, it also showed a sneak in that video. I was really intrigued by them showing him turning off a light switch. I don't remember any turn-offable lights fallout before. I don't think there was. If any, it would have been. It wouldn't have been scripted. It would just been mission specific. Or and I, I hope that's a thing that's going to be in Fallout 4 because I, I'm usually not the stealthy car character, but I used a lot of turning off light switches and sneaking in other games like Metro, Deus Ex, Dishonored, etc. So Never I think that would be very cool and would change the way that you play I'm, Fallout. I feel like I've played a game where it was sneaky and you could turn off light switches, but I forget what that would be. It well, I just be... mentioned Metro. I did play Metro. That's right. You could turn off those lights. Or mm -hmm. shoot them out. Couldn't you shoot them out? I don't you know. could. You could shoot the lights out. You could hit them with the throwing knives. Those throwing knives were so overpowered. Oh, gosh. Yeah, they were. I loved them. <laughs> they were wonderful. You can get throwing knives in uh, Fallout, can't you? And you yeah, can get... I believe New Vegas has throwing knives. Yeah. It's as well as spears. Yeah, I liked that. In new well, suppose we can get to that later in a different episode. I want to talk about uh, the different weapons you can get based on your how you progress. Mm. But anyway. <laughs> That's right. Thief lets you turn out lights, says Chicky from chat. And I've I've played some of the new Thief, and that's pretty good. I didn't Pretty good mechanic in that. Okay. Well, I never played it. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, it's, it's like... Uh, well, you haven't played Dishonored, so this... <laughs> This whole discussion just went right out the window. But I was going to say that Thief is a little bit like um, it wants to be dishonored. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, man, I'm running out of ammo. All right. It also showed some other perks in that video, the Sandman perk that we talked about, the Rapid Reload perk, and Gun Fu, which I believe is a new one. You do damage to additional targets. I wondered huh. if this means we're, like, uh, curving bullets, like, one <laughs> I might be a little upset. <laughs> Maybe slightly perturbed. If you could yeah. curve a bullet and fall out. <laughs> I'm sure we won't be able to curve a bullet, but I had to bring it up because, oh, I mean, why would you pass up a, an opportunity to reference wanted? I think you would always pass <laughs> up the opportunity classic. to do that. Oh, yeah. Total classic. Angelina Jolie, James <sighs> McAvoy. <laughs> That movie I thought was going to be so good. I know. So, uh, yeah, that's that's our uh, bad cinema reference for the week. <laughs> we got a new live-action trailer, The Wanderer. It was really cool. This is a dangerous place, humans, especially for you. Yeah, I still... I thought, I thought it was 3D. It looked 3D. I don't think it was 3D, Rick. Okay, well... And I'm going to say that... Rural New Mexico totally looks like Fallout, you guys. <laughs> they could have filmed that in one of the little ghost towns that I drive through every day on my way to work. <laughs> I'm just, it's so familiar. It felt like home. <laughs> That's funny. I, I got to say, it did get me really, really, really excited to, to play Fallout 4. I, I'm probably going to listen to that song probably on repeat for maybe three times while I 
play the game. It just looked so good. He looked like a total badass walking through, just shooting the, <laughs> with the M14, just shooting the Rad Roach with one hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just awesome. Really excited. I, uh, I would be so dead if Fallout was real. <laughs> I, would just, I would be so dead so fast. Those super mutants were so scary. <laughs> He's just walking They're up so to big. him in an armored vault suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a very cool video. I was I was very stoked yeah, about it. Yeah, awesome. it. Totally awesome. Fallout 4 will support remote play with the PS4 and the Vita. Pretty do you bad. have a PS4 and a Vita? I do not have a PS4 at all. Well, I, I have a PS4, but I don't have a Vita. And uh, this kind of makes me want to get a Vita, because then I could play Fallout 4 anywhere. And uh, when I tweeted about this, I got a response saying that... I prefer to play on a screen bigger than five inches, <laughs> which is a valid point, but I can't take my 60 inch flat screen into the bathroom or put it in my handbag or just means you're not trying hard enough. Shalom. Yeah. So there, there is definitely a place for remote play. And I think fallout is a good style of game to play remote play. And I wouldn't want to play my first playthrough on that five inch screen, but like, <laughs> I, I would enjoy doing the things, the grindy things, you know, find collectibles. Yeah. I I, I, I don't know. I I guess it would all have to boil down to the fact that I don't even have a PlayStation 4 mm-hmm. anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> anyway, we are not the target audience for remote play as non-Vita owners. So. <laughs> no, not at all. But for those who are Vita owners, I'm sure this is very, very wanted news or welcome news. Yeah. Probably. And these controls are apparently pretty good, they're saying. They were done by Josh Hamrick, formerly of Bungie, who did the remote play controls for Destiny. And, and those are, are pretty lauded as as remote play controls go. Because oh. obviously the Vita doesn't have all the same buttons that the DualShock 4 has. No, not at all. I really like the DualShock 4. It may be my favorite game controller. I have no idea. I haven't used the PlayStation controller since PlayStation 2. Yeah, I, I didn't like the DualShock 3 at all, and I, I regretted every moment that I spent with it doing my trophy <laughs> run. But the DualShock 4 just feels better, and I actually like it better than the Xbox One controller. So, uh, What? Oh, oh, sorry, I thought you meant the Xbox. I was going to say the Xbox 360 controller was a masterpiece. No, the 360 controller was very good, was awesome. and that's what I'm still using when I use a controller for PC. Ah. I don't know, I've gotten so used to... Uh... So used to mouse and keyboard, it just it's ingrained now. That was controllers off the record for this week. <laughs> a controller segment. Hey, we've gone so far into the weeds so many times. On oh, this show. It's almost We're out of control. <laughs> almost a half an hour in, we haven't even gotten through the news. <laughs> I know. So we're gonna move right along to one of our bigger news things from this week. Fallout Shelter got a great big update. A biggin. Yeah. It was a biggin. Ooh. The official trailer for this giant Fallout Shelter update also included a snippet of Fallout 4 Piper footage. Uh, it sounded like what they saw at Gamescom. So that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah? What did you think of the Piper footage? You know, okay. Um, I hope I don't get like any flack for saying this. I thought the character modeling was a little rough mm-hmm. um to say that it just i it 
I don't know. It didn't woo me, really. Yeah. It. She looked like. I, I'm. I'm hoping it might have been done bef- before the game was quote unquote finished, and they were polishing it up. I don't know. It just looked. It just looked a little rough, and that kind of got me a little. A little sad. A little sad. I. I know that. I'm not in any way badgering on the graphics by any stretch. It just made me curious. To. I don't know. Does that make sense? I understand, yeah. A little little standoffish. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. didn't woo me. I saw somebody had commented that it looked a lot like, uh, lo- lot like Rose Tyler from Doctor Who. <laughs> I had to agree it really did, and I was hoping, <laughs> hoping so much that it would be her voicing it. But it was not. I liked her coat. It was cool. <laughs> Are you going to kill her for it? Well, I hope not. Uh, I hope I'll be able to find a similar coat in the in the wasteland. But it looked really good. I, I thought she had style as a character. I thought she had sass. And I'm looking forward to seeing what her newspaper missions are. I wonder if it's going to be reminiscent of Moira Brown. I hope mm-hmm. not. I guess it wouldn't be. That'd be stupid. Well... Do you mean the quest line? Which is like, what's it like to survive? What was it like in a vault? <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. I hope it's like, go take a picture. Because that would be really, really interesting. That would be cool. I don't know. Anyway, the Fallout Shelter update. It brought us cloud saves. And I thought this meant that it would be a universal app and I could take my vault back and forth between my iPhone and my iPad. And I was really sad when this turned out to not be the case. <laughs> I think it's supposed to free up f- space on your phone. Yeah. Well, anyway, if you have, if you like, I don't know, if your phone dies, I guess you can bring your vault back from the cloud. That's I just true. can't muster any enthusiasm for this because I was so excited to play my phone vault on my iPad, and, and I'm just so sad that that's not possible. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So there are mysterious stranger sightings now in the in the fallout shelter have you found the mysterious stranger in your vault no but i, I heard the noise and i did mm-hmm. not find it anywhere i don't even have that big of a vault really and i just i guess i just i'm blind now, i haven't heard the noise yet but my mom plays fallout shelter a lot <laughs> and uh you hear the mysterious stranger noise we have not yet found the mysterious stranger in my mom's vault because it's a giant vault <laughs> <laughs> but it plays the mysterious stranger noise, and then a little while later, it's the sound that, you know, when he leaves. So you have just a few seconds to find him, and uh, presumably you tap him and win bottle caps. It's a pretty neat little addition. It's also got a new survival mode. You have to start a new vault to enable this. You can't en- enable survival mode on an existing vault. The need for resources is greater, and you cannot revive dead dwellers. Aww. Mm. That's pretty hardcore. I guess that would constitute survival. You can now scavenge equipment from dead raiders. Um, Like I said, I haven't had a raider attack on my vault yet. I played all day, too. And I haven't had a raider attack yet, but my mom has. (laughs) And and she said that you get caps, and she got, like, a hunting rifle. It wasn't a, a great piece of gear, but... Yeah. It, it's fulfilling to be able to finally do that because looting corpses is an important part of Bethesda games and it's just not Fallout if you can't go through a dead guy's pockets. Oh, totally. Totally. Especially if you uh, once knew the guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, ah, oh, Charlie. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. 
I guess he won't be needing that. Mine. You can also skip the tutorial now if you've gone through the tutorial before, which is great because that tutorial is very annoying. Which, which I wish we could have done today, setting up that character that I spent five minutes on mm-hmm. <laughs> and skip Doc Mitchell. <laughs> you've got a stats page now for your vault. How uh, Have you looked at your stats page? I did a little bit, and I noticed that it actually starts logging things, I think, after you update it, or at least Some lunchboxes. Things, Some things, but not all things. Yeah. Because it does have the uh, 40-some-odd hours I've spent in Fallout Shelter. Okay, compared to my eight. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. uh, Whoa. one of our listeners tweeted a screenshot at us, 80-some-odd uh, hours. Oh my it's gosh. Small. I was impressed. So tweet us your screenshots of your stats page if you have an impressive time. Yeah, would that's like to see it. insane. Also, Russian language support was added to Fallout Shelter, so Russian speakers will be glad to hear that. Yeah. And Piper was added to Fallout Shelter. Uh, everyone on iOS got her. I'm not sure if the Android people got her. Oh. Um, but iOS got her, and uh, she comes with five lunchboxes. And she's wearing her cool coat and hat, and I, I put her up in the top. Of my vault, uh, I have a, I have a female security force in the living quarters, right behind the uh, the door area. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I added her to that section. I guess I need to train up her stats first before I put her in there. She's but. actually guarding my vault door as well. That's cool. She has a rusty plasma pistol, and the other person that's guarding it has a plasma rifle. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, and actually, I was thinking about that the other day too. For some reason, I um, I was like, I don't have, I don't have many like chicks on the security force. So I'm like, I have a girl going through training right now. So she'll yeah. be able to, she'll be able to lay waste to anything that comes through the door. I actually had my first deathclaw attack, and I survived it. Nobody died. Yay! Very- I still can't believe that was your first deathclaw attack. It it was. Oh. I'm going to save this for later. Yeah. Uh, Black Mountain, I'm at right now for you listeners. I just cleared out most of it, but I'm going to save it for next week's episode because there's a lot there that we could we could talk about. Right. So until then, uh, I'm trying to avoid Prim because, well, I'll just go back there. All right. So anyway. Yeah, go ahead. Go to Prim. Yeah, I'm going to go back to Prim. So also in Fallout Shelter, I've heard um, – I, w- I was on the internet reading some Fallout stuff and – a lot of people are unhappy with this update because it limits the amount of people you can have wandering the wasteland to only 10. Only. <laughs> only 10. I only have one at a time ever in the wasteland. I've never sent more than two at a time. And I I, uh, I can't imagine managing more than 10, you know. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. But apparently there is a, a segment of Fallout Shelter players that have many more than that out there. So, hmm. yeah, well, that's... Let us know if that's something that's that's an issue for you. We'd like to hear about it because we are not playing Fallout Shelter at the same level that you are. If that is, <laughs> oh. uh, we are filthy casuals of Fallout <laughs> Shelter. Um, that's it for the news. I did want to say one more thing that in the news searches that I've been doing to compile this news segment, I'm starting to see some of the older Fallout news popping up being reported in uh, mainstream news sources instead of just gaming news websites, local TV channels, and and, uh, 
newspapers and and everything. So the word is getting out there beyond those of us that are serious uh, followers of gaming news. The uh, general public is is talking about Fallout, and I found that interesting. That is pretty awesome. I uh, I'm really excited that it's 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 spreading more. Woo. So. That was a really awful woo. (laughs) Woo. Joseph in our chat room says that he was sending out 50 uh, people into the wasteland. And uh, that's astonishing to me. Good good going, Joseph. We are filthy casuals. I'm I'm sorry that they have curbed your gameplay in this way, but... (laughs) Yeah, we are totally not playing a different game. It's that's, that's for sure. Yeah, I bet he gets like some amazing gear. I bet you from that. Yeah, I, um, bet you. I need yeah. twelve gauge rounds. So we had a little post national inquirer to talk about. We do. We do. I want to talk about pacifying. Pacifism. So pacifism, not pacifism. It's a different thing. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a long day. Yeah. Which pacifying refers to in Fallout 4 the ability with high charisma to pull a gun and without firing induce someone to do your bidding. Which would make for an interesting it would it would um it would really change things up a bit as far as how you play. And I think that would harken back to the days of yesteryear in the ISO games when you could couldn't you complete those games without really firing a shot? For the, I, for the most part? I don't know. Okay. Well, um, I would. I, I think that I read somewhere that you had more of an anti-violence choice in those. And I know as far as Fallout 3 and New Vegas is concerned, you really can't avoid shooting in these games. Um, it, it'd be really difficult to, to, to do that, I think. But maybe you, you could. Except for the last mission or whatever. But it might be interesting to see if you could beat the whole entire game without killing anyone. I mean, they have... Yeah. I know you can get through um, these fallouts without killing anyone. It is a real challenge. <clears throat> oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. The only... I think the only kill you have to make in Fallout 3 is the, the Rad Roach in the tutorial. Oh. Well, in the vault. That doesn't count. And, uh... Okay. Well, I didn't. I, I don't know. I'd... Yeah. I don't know. I was just thinking of the last of the last mission or the the final. I, I don't think you could get through a game of Fallout without killing anyone. Oh, totally not. No, I'd have to kill everything. I'd get so pent up. But I think other people that aren't you can can get through the game without <laughs> Thanks. killing. people. Thanks. I'd just war garble on everything and kill everything. <laughs> I'm so horrible. I think it's pretty cool that you could just threaten people, and and I like the idea of of having maybe even a gun that's not even loaded and just intimidating <laughs> someone, just being like, "Hey, you know." Oh, that'd be totally awesome. Yeah, that'd be totally all cool. Mad Max style. All that what? Mad Max style. I I, I don't know. Mad, Mad Max. Max. I don't. Uh, I mean, I know what it is, but he I've keeps never... pulling this pulling this shotgun on people. And uh, then you find out it's not even loaded. He doesn't have any bullets. (laughs) There's a reference to that in Fallout 3. There's a character named Max who comes at you with an unloaded shotgun. Oh, yeah? Huh. Yeah. Didn't know that. Anyway. Did not know that. I believe you can even pacify animals, it said. Yeah, it looked like that. Which, actually, there are some perks in New Vegas that allow you, I mean, with specific characters, uh, the intimidation perk, Mm -hmm. I believe it's what it's called. And also the animal companion, 
whatever that perk is called. I'm apologize. Animal friend. Yeah, that's it. Where they don't attack you. So that's similar, but similar, I would think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, that's something that's going to be interesting. That's going to be a little different, and I'm glad we talked about it. Yeah, I would like to see that. That would be really cool. Hey, Rick. What's up? You want to tell us about your weekend game? Okay, so I <laughs> I uh, I created a character named James Bond, and what I did was I wanted him to be like. I started out the game and I put all of his special. It's, yeah, this is heavily modded. It's heavily consoled, if you want to call it that. I put all of his stats at ten. Uh, or, I'm sorry, his special at ten because I figured you know it's James Bond. He would have that training. He'd be charismatic. He'd be really smart, intelligent, and all that stuff. But since he got shot in the head, his stats would be lacking, like his actual physical skills. So I left them all normal, or however I started the game out. And then I installed the new Vegas Bounty mods, so he'd be like this Jason Bourne slash James Bondy dude. And I've consulted in a bunch of caps and went and gambled and, and had some fun with that. He's just running around in casual wear, and if he's on a mission in, like, a town or something, he's wearing, like, a suit. And uh, the weapons I use, I modded, I use a HKUSP that's silenced. I also use a really fancy sniper rifle that's also silenced. And uh, the mods that I installed are called New Vegas Bounty Mods, and you need another mod to run that, and I forget what it's called. But these New Vegas Bounty Mods, it's a specific store that's located near Prim, or I should say Shack, and what you what he does is give you different bounties to go after, and luckily they're all bad guys, like they're not like it's not like the Dark Brotherhood in the Elder Scrolls games where it's just like, oh, this person prayed, so you have to go kill him, even though it may be a nice person, uh, you have to kill him anyway, uh, and this one, it's they're all really bad people and they're pretty, there's some funny cameos uh, you have to kill Freddy uh, Krueger, if you will his name is Freddy. He's got a death claw gauntlet. And That's he, really funny. He kidnaps kids and turns them into little mini feral ghouls. Um, and he's wearing the fedora hat and I think the sweater. There's also like a Hannibal kind of character where they lure you to an oasis and he traps you. And if you're unarmed was 100, like mine was, you can lure him closer to the, uh, to the prison gates and you can snap his neck in the dialogue which is pretty cool so Mm -hmm. it's it's pretty cool and you can just sneak around and kill bounties and take their finger and go sell it to this guy it it it, i I like it a lot it just i wish that there was kind of an assassiny type of part in this game and this kind of adds that for you and it's all voice acted very well there's a backstory that's kind of mysterious with it and i haven't gotten into that yet I will soon. But I just spent my week basically traipsing the wasteland and, and killing bad guys and collecting a lot of money. And I have like over 50,000 caps. And I've already gotten kicked out of the Vicky, no, not the Vicky and Vance Casino, the Ultralux Casino. I was trying to get into their penthouse suite and I did not get that. Uh, the other thing that I did is I, I, the other mod that I have is the HK USP silenced, but it's a 45 caliber. There's a 10 millimeter and a 45 and. I want to get the 45 caliber, so I am now in Utah doing the uh, Dead Money. Is that right? No, Honest Hearts. Mm, right. Is it Honest Hearts? I Honest get, Hearts. I always get those confused. It's the Honest Hearts DLC because I solely just want to get the 45 caliber ammo in the main wasteland because I want to use that handgun instead of the 10 millimeter HK mm-hmm. USP. So that's basically been 
that's basically been my gameplay. I haven't died with him, even though I haven't had any armor. I've been having to plan my approaches out a little bit more. And I also carry around the uh, 12.7mm submachine gun, which pretty much destroys, like, anything. That that gun is just super powerful and almost kind of breaks the game without any mods. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's super powerful. It sounds really fun, though. That sounds like a fun play style. Yeah, the, the Bourne Identity and Supremacy movies were on Netflix, and it just was like, mm-hmm. I want to do that! <laughs> so, so I did. <laughs> So that was my game. If I did that, though, I would play as Jennifer Garner from Alias. See, I don't know that show. Yeah, it was a good show. I watched the first couple of seasons. Okay. But yeah, that was I my. Yeah, that was my. That was my gameplay for the week, and uh, and actually, and actually, yeah. So, what did what did you do this week? Well, last week after we were done recording the show, uh, this is for our listeners' benefit. You know about this because you were there. After we recorded the show, Rick stayed on the Skype call with me and taught me how he helped me walk through uh, installing Fallout Mod Manager and showed me how to install mods without breaking the game, uh, which I appreciated. (laughs) And so later in the week, I installed Project Brazil and played it, and I was really excited. And it was pretty cool. I really enjoyed it. It's this cool storyline involving you and your friends being tribals that came to live in Vault 18 to help the old people there, because Vault 18 is heavily uh, residenced by old people. It's like a, like a nursing home, post-apocalyptic retirement <laughs> <giant> community. <laughs> so basically, you begin as a geriatric nurse. and uh, <laughs> Really? Kind of, kind of, because... Yeah, you grew up out in the wasteland as a, living as a tribal, and they keep talking about the elders in the vault, and uh, you were the descendants of people who had left the vault at one point, and now you've come back because like the that. old people did help. So okay. that's the conceit behind that. And it was pretty cool. And there's a neat, uh, lot of dialogue, a lot of really well voice acted dialogue for, for being a mod. I was impressed. There were a lot of side quests, several that I missed, so I'm going to have to play it through again sometime. <laughs> there is a trippy and challenging dream sequence that is an homage to the temple at the beginning of Fallout 2. Um, ah, okay. Much broke you. <laughs> Do what? The one that broke your your ability to play these isometric games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Screw those. So, uh, yeah, you can play through it in 3D if you continue on through the storyline of, of Project Brazil. And that was pretty neat. There is a pretty engaging main quest. You choose between being a nerd or a jock. Yeah, that's right. It seems like you have an easier time if you pick jock. I picked nerd because that's what I identify as. Of course. That's and what I would uh, do. yeah, I, I was a, a female nerd and I named her Ada in honor of Ada Lovelace. Oh, uh, see, I would have thought Ada Wong. No, Ada Lovelace. I, I'm not a Resident Evil player. Ada Lovelace, uh, do you know who she is? Nope. She's a, um, a lady scientist from history who was in- instrumental to computing. So. Oh. oh. Just got learned. That's right. I think I remember hearing about her. Yeah. The Enclave appears in Project Brazil, so it was pretty neat to see a heavy Enclave presence. Yeah, There's were... this... No, go ahead. go ahead. Sorry. I apologize. I keep interrupting. 
No, go ahead. This is a two-way conversation here. Oh, I was going to say, I missed the Enclave in New Vegas. I'm glad that they uh, made somewhat of an appearance. I feel the same way. There's this weird section of the game where there's like a Tinder profile interaction. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you're talking with this girl and she's like, oh, hey, you know, we should totally get to know each other. And like Mm -hmm. at the end, she emails you a photo of her cleavage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of weird to me, but <laughs> was that it, was a thing in Project Brazil. Was it integral to the story? Not at all. Not <laughs> at all. Nice. Uh, but I guess, well, I guess it was integral to the story because I think that's how the Enclave busted into the vault was they, uh, through your your dating website. Oh, uh, okay. So, sorry guys, my new Vegas just crashed. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, it does. Let me go to standby here, and then. So I guess it was integral to the story, but it was a pretty, pretty silly way to do that. Gotcha. <laughs> and um, the mod has got some new enemies, including tarantulas, which I was not happy about as a person who does not like spiders. <laughs> There's some new factions, some different apparel, including shields, which was pretty cool. I was carrying a shield made out of a stop sign through the dream sequence. <laughs> I like the idea of uh, it being stop, like stop bullets. Sorry. Exactly. I felt pretty awesome. <laughs> and there are some new companions. Apparently, there are a bunch of possible ones. I only got one because as a nerd, it's really hard to get the other ones to come with you. But apparently, if you're a jock, they have faith in you oh, uh, and they'll follow you. The one I got was named Ben Kurtz, and uh, he was pretty cool. I liked him. That's kind of it's kind of lame that they kind of made it. Yeah. If you were a nerd, it was made it more difficult. Well, yeah. which kind of makes sense, but. Mm-hmm. It was. It was. I'm gonna have to play it through again as a jock and see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, you can There's a you. a new wasteland area with some locations. I did not explore that because it got all buggy after I left the vault. And uh, Ben Kurtz started shooting me. And I was like, dude, I thought we were friends. And the game crashed and it was horrible. But I am excited to see the second part of this mod. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I mean, I heard a lot about Project Brazil when it was still in uh, development. And... I too experienced a lot of a lot of problematic glitches with that game. I couldn't even get out of the front uh, the first vault just because it kept crashing. Mm-hmm. So makes well, sense. I really that. enjoyed it, so I'm looking forward to the second part. Okay, well I'll have to give it another shot now that I have to admit I did try it when I was a mm-hmm. noob at modding, so I'll have to I'll have to give it another shot. I also played our challenge, our Go North challenge. <laughs> How did that work out for you? Well, I took Forrest Gump because Forrest had not left Good Springs yet. And so I was at, I believe, level five. And uh, I, I took Forrest and see, he heard Forrest Gump. He heard that winter was coming and he swore <laughs> his life and his honor to the night watch. Oh, excuse me. And put on some leather armor because it's black and a desperado hat because it is black. And uh, and ventured north to the wall uh, to join Jon Snow and the uh, and the Night's Watch. <laughs> <laughs> it was really too bad that he couldn't read that warning sign saying "keep out," but he couldn't. So he just continued on the highway. 
and uh, Victor showed up, tried to talk me out of it. And I was like, I can take care of myself. <laughs> and I was wrong. Yeah. I could not take care of myself. I ran into a lot of Cazadors, and I did okay. I took out with my broad machete about three Cazadors, and then the poison was just too much, and I died. So then I tried to sneak around the Cazadors, doing some tricky jumps on the mountain, <laughs> and that was going pretty well. I, w- I had set a, a waypoint for the Northern Passage, a.k.a. the Wall, and that's where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> To guard guard all of uh, Westeros from the White Walkers. And uh, I, I was sneaking around the Cazadors, and I was ambushed by some giant rad scorpions. And I was Ooh. running from one giant rad scorpion because I didn't have any anti-venom. And I ran into another giant scorpion and another one. <laughs> two more. <laughs> and t- ten giant rad scorpions chased me. Half the way back to Good Springs. Wow. And I just felt so defeated. So then I just tried to go up the tracks and through Quarry Junction. I thought I I could get there if I was sneaky enough. And I made several attempts at this. And uh, I died several times. But I I did make it to Neil's Shack, which is slightly north. Yeah. Yeah. And Neil fought a Deathclaw and died, and then the Deathclaw chased me. And I was actually successfully running away from that Deathclaw. And then a second Deathclaw flanked me from the side, like the... Uh, the uh, Clever girl? They, yes, just yeah. like that. What are they called, Rick? Uh, Velociraptors? Actually, Velociraptors. Actually, technically, they don't have a name, because I don't think that dinosaur exactly exists the way that they portray it. But anyway, in the movie, they were considered Velociraptors. Anyway, the second Deathclaw flanked me just like the Velociraptors in Jurassic Park, and I was dead, and it was sad. And I just wanted to say, Forrest Gump, he is the sword in the darkness, he is the watcher on the wall, he is the shield that guards the realms of men, (laughs) and now his watch is ended. (laughs) Did uh, did you mutter to yourself, clever girl, as it it clawed you to death? No, I think it was more like... (laughs) (laughs) A whimper in in a last breath. Nice. Mm-hmm. nice, 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 nice. So, yeah. Some other people did our gameplay challenge, Rick. Yeah, let's, let's talk us. about that. I think uh, two other people that emailed it. I think two people emailed in. We had two emails this week. One of them was from Leonard, uh, who's been featured on our show before. We're not going to read his whole email this week because we have read his emails recently. Uh, we, we've called him Leonard the Overachiever, Overachiever, and that is now how he is signing his emails. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because he killed the two death claws. Right. It was four, I think, like four death Something ridiculous. With the BB gun. But thank you for your email, Leonard. And um, <laughs> he, his character, Mr. Mustache, found the aliens and took their alien blaster. So thanks for continuing to email in. And uh, we'll probably read you again in the future, but not this week. <laughs> we got another email from Scrounger. And he writes... Hey, Fallout OTR. Well, heard your little challenge and decided to take you up on it. Created a character I've been wanting to try in New Vegas. Seems he had a bit of trouble after getting shot in the head and suffered a bit of permanent damage. Ah. Can't use any complex weaponry anymore. So, of course, who else would I send straight out into the land of Deathclaws and Cazadors? (laughs) 
<laughs> Level nice. two, armed only with his broad machete, the mighty Grog, yes, that's his name, follows the little voice in his head that tells him to go north. North he goes, straight as an arrow, unless terrain gets in his way. <laughs> <laughs> the email goes on. He talks about Cazadors. Uh, He's fighting Cazadors with an axe. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Why would you he do that? stood in a tent and was meeting the Cazadors one at a time there. He created himself a little choke point. Nice. Smart. And slept. And he killed some fiends and some Cazadors and four more Cazadors. And let's see here. He died a lot after he found out that the Cazadors had reinforcements. <laughs> Well, this all this to say, did he ended up did he end up surviving the trek north? Let's see here. He was going toward the northern ridge and he was steps away from his goal and exploded in a flash of blue light. He says he ran by a band of mercs with a very powerful, unique gun. Second try, they are defeated. He touches the ridge and the quest is done. Back to Good Springs to take the road more traveled. Yeah, that sounds like he uh, sounds like Grog has a knack for surviving. Indeed. Oh gosh, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little slow. That was a delayed reaction. That was a good one, Rick. Oh, Grog has a knack. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. That's that's a good one, Rick. Way to go with the puns. It would be better if you had a co-host that I could follow. <laughs> uh, you follow well enough. But I do believe that takes us into uh, our issuing of the next challenge. Right. We thought we would all take a little break this week. So this week's challenge is called Pretty as a Picture. We want you to send us a screenshot that makes the wasteland look beautiful. There are no rules behind this. Mod all you want. Just send us a pretty screenshot, something beautiful to look at. And also, please send us some challenge ideas for future challenges. Yes. Uh, you're very smart listeners. Please help us. Yeah, totally. And it would be really cool if you guys would do that because, you know, you need to be more, even more a part of this awesome show that, you're, that you make happen. So, but yeah. And then, uh, all right. So that'll take us into the companion section, I believe. Right. And I am here with a... Uh, a, a, a dead Edie. See? So you go, you pronounce it Edie? Eddie, sorry. Eddie. Eddie. I think this is like the uh, gif jif debate. <laughs> oh, I can't. Wait a minute. Uh, repair. Yeah! Yay, Eddie. So do you want to skip to Eddie then? Do him yeah, first? Let's, let's, let's talk about Eddie for a little bit. Make Makes beeping sounds. Companion protocol <laughs> begin. I love Eddie. He's so cute. Yeah, he's awesome. Alright, let's let's yeah, let's talk about Eddie for a bit. I bought Duraframe. Subject E is his full name. <laughs> Eddie for short. This former enclave I bought can be found in the Mojave Express office, like you just saw Rick get him in Prim. You can get the permission to fix him up from Johnson Nash, the proprietor of the Mojave Express. He came from the East Coast. He was built by Whitley at Adams Air Force Base, and Whitley uploaded him with a bunch of data on Poseidon Energy, sent him to Navarro. Eddie had a long and harrowing journey, and he was shot twice by a sniper. He deactivated near Prim, where a courier brought him into the office. 
Just trying to see if I could see where he was shot. Well, you probably fixed that. Maybe. I don't know, but you saw his his license plate and his bumper sticker. Perhaps those cover up the bullet holes. Maybe. He won't. Uh-huh. He won't let me take a good look at him though. He's too shy. <laughs> there it is. No. You're creeping him out, Rick. <laughs> He'll shoot me in the face. Well, um, he gives you the enhanced sensors perk, which gives you the equivalent of ten perception. Oh wow! Essentially, you're using Eddie's perception instead of your own. So oh, here we go. I usually give myself pretty low perception in New Vegas because of Eddie. It's a pretty good idea. Although with my track record with uh, companions. Right. That would not be a viable option for you. <laughs> I, I hope Eddie lives. I'm going to be sad if you kill him. Well, there's a ton of Cazadors in front of me, so I hope I don't get him killed. Goodness, it's so late. Eddie is a prototype. The Enclave needed Hellfire armor, so the iBot project was essentially scrapped. Ah. There are some quests relating to Eddie. Eddie, my love, in which the Brotherhood and the followers, both followers of the Apocalypse, both offer to upgrade Eddie in exchange for the data that he carries. And, uh, wow, I thought I was getting a text message because my text ringtone is Eddie's fight song. (laughs) Nope. I, I was freaking out because I thought I had left my phone on. <laughs> nope, just Cazadors. Yeah. So good job shooting the Cazadors. Woohoo! And uh, when you upgrade Eddie, no matter which route you take, whether you give him more damage or more health, he, they change the, his appearance. And I don't like that. I miss his license plate. I, I like his original character model. Oh, yeah? I mean... Yeah, they clean him up, so... I don't know. I probably haven't had him long enough to see either or. (laughs) Yeah, you really don't care. No, it's not that I don't care. I just probably don't even really know the difference Mm -hmm. between the two. Okay, I have too many perks to to pick from here. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I can't help you pick a perk. Because <laughs> I don't know which one I want. Eh. You've got a really different play style than me, so I, I think... Okay, well, I'll keep looking through. I don't know what I want to pick. Well, Rick's picking a perk. Um, mm-hmm. Another quest that's associated with Eddie is the Lonesome Road quest line. There's a clone of Eddie that retains his memories and experiences that you find in the Divide. And you use him to advance through that DLC... And it makes me kind of sad that he's not original Eddie, even though he has the memories. I I don't like that he's a clone. It bothers me. I didn't I didn't realize that. I I played through. I guess mm-hmm. I just didn't pay attention enough. I, sadly, I never gave much thought to DLCs storylines. I don't know why. I guess just because I got into it, then I'm like, I want to go back to the mm-hmm. wasteland, and I'm gonna pay more attention to them as I go through them again. Yeah. But I always got confused with. How Eddie was in two places at once. Yeah, he's um, the one in the divide is like uh, another prototype, and Eddie's knowledge is transferred. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, he uh, after Lonesome Road, you can get the Camarader E perk and use Eddie as a workbench or reloading bench, and you can find five circuit boards throughout the divide to upgrade him even more. Yeah, that's right. His little beeps are cute and expressive and remind me of R2-D2. <laughs> Lots of you. personality. 
and those beeps and boops. That's very true. That is very interesting how both R2-D2 and Eddie are so memorable, even though they don't even speak a word. Mm-hmm. I like his little fight song enough that it is my text message ringtone. <laughs> and uh, he's not affected by poison, but he can be healed by stim packs. <laughs> <laughs> Which, in the case of Cazadors, is awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to... Yeah, so that's, that's what I had on Eddie for today. Awesome. I, uh, we're actually going to, instead of just traipsing through the wasteland... And not knowing what to do, we're going to go ahead and go into Vault 22. Lovely. Check out some of the signage here. Mm -hmm. Verl is boss. Uh, more, what, I, I can't even read half the stuff on here. I bet they have a fun putting these graffitis. Okay. Creepy mon. I don't know. Okay. Wait, is that Lorem Ipsum? can't read it. Nope. Okay. Sorry, guys. That was riveting. <laughs> yeah, that, that was just an awkward pause for our audio listeners. Because <laughs> I was trying to read. Yeah. <laughs> we apologize for that. <laughs> Let's talk about Boone, uh, whom you have killed already. Actually, yeah. I'm going to go see if I can find his dead body. <laughs> Boone is my favorite, uh, my favorite of the human companions. I usually roll with Boone and Eddie. You can find Craig Boone working the night shift in Novak's Dinosaur. Mm, yeah. He's actually my favorite. Mm hmm he's, he's my favorite companion to have. Boone moved to Novak after retiring from the military with his first recon buddy, Manny Vargas. Don't worry, that's not your cell phone. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. Thanks for clearing that up. You're welcome. Boone is 26 years old, making him the youngest of the human companions. He's a former first recon sniper for the NCR. His goal in life is to find out who's responsible for the disappearance of his wife, Carla. And completing this quest, called One for My Baby, is how you recruit him. He met Carla on leave at the Strip, and she took his mind off the horrors of being a sniper and being a captain. That is some really loud weather effects you've got there, Rick. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to wait it out. <laughs> wow, that, that's very loud. So it, it's pretty awesome when you're you when know you're playing. Yeah, when but you're not doing a when live. You're trying stream. to record a, an audio podcast. <laughs> less awesome. <laughs> so now that the the rain is is gone, the we'll continue on. Yeah. Boone is a bitter, hardened killer, and uh, he's he's dealing with some PTSD issues from his time in the military, and despite him having left the military, he is still very much an NCR man. Uh, he won't tolerate killing NCR or friendliness with Legion, and the Legion are automatically hostile when Boone is with you. Um, he'll, uh, he'll pop out, like, whenever you go near a Legion camp. He'll, he'll talk to you and be like, hey, listen, if we go there, you're committing to the fighting these Legion guys. <laughs> <laughs> and you can send him home or, uh, or go in and, and kill them. And in my first playthrough of Fallout New Vegas, I was actually much more hostile to the Legion than I would have been because I considered Boone a friend and wanted to just, you know, 
help him out. And if he wants to kill Legion, well, then let's kill the Legion. Yeah, I'm always hostile to the Legion, so it was never a problem for me. There are several quest lines with Boone. One for my baby, which is the one when you recruit him. I forgot to remember to forget, which is when you help him deal with the aftermath of the Bitter Springs Massacre mm. uh, and the, the PTSD issues that he's dealing with. Right, right. At the end of that quest, he upgrades his armor, and uh, he's actually, a, a, he's kind of a beast originally, but after you upgrade that armor, man, he's, he's much tougher. Yeah, he is, and uh, yeah, I wish I wish I had that upgraded armor the first time I had him. In the Beyond the Beef quest, you can feed Boone to the White Gloves. Oh, why would you do that? I'm surprised you haven't. What? No, look, all right, let's get something straight. <laughs> I may do evilly kind of things, but I'm not like a horrible person in this game. I have standards. Yeah, so cannibalism is is on the off list. It's right out. <laughs> and look, like, what is the most evil thing? Look, okay, so I killed two chicks because I mistook them for enemies. Like, that was the worst thing I've done in this game on this stream podcast, and everyone thinks I'm a psycho. <laughs> well, anyway. I might have um, killed that guy. I can't remember his name, the Kriv Beckner. Right. <clears throat> I did do that one. That's right. Mm -hmm. All right. So fine. I have made some bad decisions. Sue um, me. Anyway, <laughs> besides feeding feeding Boone to the white gloves, there's also the "you'll know it when it happens" quest. Boone can tell you three different ways that President Gimbel can be assassinated, and two of those are actually attempted by the Legion, which I think is just super cool. That is pretty awesome. Yeah, Boone knows his stuff. Smart guy. That he does. He gives you the spotter perk, which outlines your enemies in red, which is very handy in the dark. I love that perk so much. It's a pretty neat perk. And he's kind of a melodramatic guy. You know, he's he's very dry. He takes things very seriously. And he's very melodramatic. Like, when you go to clear out the Caesar's camp with him, he says, like, this is probably the last boat we'll ever take. Are you sure you're ready? <laughs> you're right. That's true. I never thought of it like that. Yeah, he, he never smiles. He never has humor. He's just, he's very serious. And it's funny because, like, I'll, uh, I'll have always Boone and Eddie as my companions. And I'll go to sleep, like, in my room in the Lucky 38. And I'll wake up and, like, Boone and Eddie are both just sitting there looking at me. <laughs> hey, you ready to <laughs> Which go? Which is really funny. That anyway, that's awesome. all I had about Boone. Do you have anything you want to talk about with Boone? Uh, no, not really. Except he, he is my favorite character. And I got... He's one of the only characters I get really, really sad that I lose. You know, like the other ones I usually just shrug off and, and kind of just move on. But he's one that I really get bummed about losing. I was trying to find his body around yeah. here somewhere. But I don't remember where I left it. It might have disappeared but well his, it seems like you could at least find his leg or something well yeah i just can't remember where i tried to <clears throat> bury him with a satchel charge if it if you if it as it were in in which it only blew off his arm but <laughs> it, it was a very very non-dramatic like send off 
I think it was around here somewhere. But poor Boone. But yeah, and I felt really horrible that that I had lost him. And uh, yeah, he's just my favorite guy, and um, he's very very handy. And if you get if you haven't used him as a companion, you totally totally should. It's very very much worth it. Mm-hmm. So he's a heck of a sniper. Oh, he's and, awesome. Uh, he's really bad with grenades, though. He's always blowing me up. Yes. He'll take the grenades out of my box in my house and surprise me with them. Yes, he's very, very horrible at anything other than shooting things from a distance. Mm-hmm. I've had, I had a glitch one time where he got stuck using his machete. It was in this vault, your vault 22, with those creepy plant guys. Yeah. We do that spinny move with the machete. Oh, he gets stuck with it. Anyway, let's talk about Lily. Now, there's a companion I haven't used. Lily Marie Bowen is a super mutant of the Nightkin variety. The grandmotherly grandmother Lily lived in Vault 17. And the Master's Army raided her vault when she was 75 years old. She was dragged outside by the mutants and she saw the sun for the first time. Huh. So she was actually a, a female? Oh, yeah. Lily's a female. I did not know that. She's a, a grandmother. A 75-year-old grandmother. Aw. And she was dipped in the FEV and emerged as a nightkin. She was one of the master's guards, working as an assassin and a spy. Dipped just sounds so, like, non-threatening. Well, you know, in uh, in Fallout 1, when you meet uh, Lou... Lou Addis, I think is his name. He's the master's lieutenant. He's like, uh, you'll tell me everything after the dipping. <laughs> and I'm like, the dipping? I don't want to be dipped. <laughs> it's pretty scary when you're faced with it. Dipped. It just sounds so, like, not threatening. Like, just like mm -hmm. triangle. Just like, we're going to dunk you in the FEV. Sounds a lot more abrasive than, like, how about we go for a nice dip? Well, she was dipped, not dunked. Um, because because Lily is a lady, and, and dipping is the more ladylike action. <laughs> she was part of Tabitha's squad. Uh, you were up at Tobitha earlier. Mm -hmm. She was part of Tabitha's squad, and together they met Marcus after the fall of the cathedral. That happens in Fallout 1. Mm. They formed a community at Black Mountain, and Lily went with Marcus when Marcus and Tabitha quarreled. And you can meet Lily at Jacobstown and recruit her as a companion during the quest, Guess Who I Saw Today. Lily tends the bighorners at Jacobstown, and she suffers from schizophrenia due to stealth boy use, like many nightkin do. I, I think pretty basically all the nightkin do. Dr. Henry tries to cure the nightkin, but Lily only takes half doses of her medicine so that she can remember her grandchildren. Oh. Leo is the manifestation of her disease. She has conversations and arguments with Leo. He tells her to do bad things, and he seems to be the manifestation of, of the violent side of her nature. He taught her how to make her vertebrate sword out of, out of vertebrate parts. Hmm. The courier can encourage Lily to quit taking her medicine, and she becomes more effective in combat, but prone to psychic rages. Uh, psychotic, not psychic rage. It's <laughs> a different kind of rage. Yeah, prone to psychotic rage. And she becomes, like, inhuman and bestial 
So just don't do that to Lily, guys. Lily's I, a nice lady. I would don't never. Do. I would never do that. Lily is lovely. She gives you the stealth girl perk that makes stealth boys last twice as long and grants attack criticals more damage. I believe it's 10% more damage. Her loyalty quest involves a holotape of her grandchildren, and that is the point at which you help her decide how how to medicate herself. You can have her stop taking the medicine and she turns into a, a horrible beast. Or you can have her continue taking the half doses and she stays as she is. Or you can have her take a full dose and that changes her too. Okay. No, have just, you used Lily as a companion? No, I was saying earlier that I have never actually used her as a companion, but that quest sounds very, very interesting. So I think I might mm-hmm. try to do that. Yeah, I've used Lily. I've used all the, the New Vegas companions. I've used Lily and I uh I don't usually go with her because something about her talking to Leo during combat just gives me the creeps. It just scares me. I don't like having someone at my back that's, you know, maybe just going to flip out. (laughs) (laughs) And I almost expelled Lily from my clubhouse at the Lucky 38 because I had a stockpile of stealth boys, which I was going to use. I had a plan for those stealth boys, like 20 of them. And I went and opened my desk drawer and could not find the stealth boys. And I'm like, where did I leave my stealth boys? I fast traveled to uh, Novak and, and check my room there. There's no stealth boys. And I go back thinking maybe um, maybe they're just in a different drawer. And then I notice invisible Lily walking around. <laughs> She was using your stealth boys? She stole all my stealth boys and was using them, and I almost expelled her from from the clubhouse. Come on, that's pretty funny. But I forgave her. That's pretty darn funny. And after that, I kept my stealth boys in Novak. (laughs) That's really funny. I didn't know she did that. (laughs) I knew Cass drank your booze. Speaking of Cass, let's talk about Cass. Hey, look at that. Segway! Rose of Sharon Cassidy. She's another one I've never used before either. She's 37 years old. She is the daughter of John Cassidy, who is one of the possible companions of Fallout 2's protagonist, the Chosen One. Mm. Her father left her when she was young, giving her only a name, a pendant, shooting skill, and proclivity for the drink. Hey, man, if you're going to leave your daughter with some skills, I guess those are the ones to use. <laughs> are those, is that what you're leaving your daughter? <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> Not at all. She's going to know how to shoot heroin before she's 10. No, I'm, ki- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I feel like I'm going to get a call from the Child Protective Services now. Undoubtedly. <laughs> this down-on-her-luck caravaner can be found at the bar at the Mojave Outpost. She has a heart condition that she inherited from her father, and she doesn't like Kems. And I, I don't really know if it's distinguishing so much Kems, but whatever. Hmm. I didn't really know that. The quests that involve Cass are Heartache by the Number. You can recruit Cass and inspect her caravan, get revenge uh, for, you know, the people that destroyed her caravan. You can get her the Calm Heart perk or the Heart of Vengeance perk. As a result, uh, either basically you increase her health or you make her better. Okay. The quest, You Can Depend on Me, Alice McLafferty of Crimson Caravan wants to buy Cassidy's caravans. 
And that's usually how I meet Cass, is going to buy her caravan. <laughs> I'm, I'm usually, I always go to that checkpoint, so I usually meet her before I even get to McClafferty. In Beyond the Beef, you can feed Cass to the White Gloves. <laughs> they make comments on the whiskey marinade. <laughs> and Mortimer will tell you that her liver is not edible. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty funny. It's Cass can give you the recipe for moonshine. <clears throat> and when she's your companion, you don't even need a campfire to make it. Nice. So she you can... Go ahead. So she is useful. That's all. Oh, yeah. Say. You can flirt with Cass in dialogue options. And I really wish they had left that marriage storyline in where you, where you drunkenly marry Cass. Uh by an Elvis impersonator. I thought that would have been so funny. That was a thing? Yeah, we talked about that on the show. I forget what we talk about on here. You think I pay attention? Yeah, I, I always knew you weren't listening. But <laughs> that was the thing. They were uh, considered having a storyline where the king marries you and Cass after, after a night of drunkenness. Oh, I would love that. I thought it was funny. Cass will leave you if you have evil karma. And also, if you say anything rude about her dead parents, she will leave you. <laughs> if you are anti-NCR, she will leave you. Okay. She gives you the Whiskey Rose perk, um, which gives you no negative effects from alcohol. You can still become addicted to alcohol, but you don't suffer. Okay. She's named after the Grapes of Wrath character, Rose of Sharon Cassidy. Hmm. Or Rose of Sharon not guess just real sure. And she's one of the more negative characters that you can She's part no of what? Sorry, your your Skype call broke up there a little bit. She's part of what? I, was it the Skype call or was it the, the really loud oh, incinerator? I turned it down. It might have been the incinerator. Um she's one of the more talkative characters, is what I was saying. Yeah. She always has something to say when you go to new places. I need to do more companion using. I don't do that very often. She sounds Cass fun. Yeah, she's really neat. And she will drink the booze in your house. Um, I had I had found some absinthe and put it in the fridge. And <laughs> I came home and I was like, where's that absinthe? Uh, I was going to drink the absinthe to celebrate, you know, the, the taking over of the strip. And I couldn't find it. And then the next time I go out with Cass, she's got empty bottles in her inventory. That's <laughs> <laughs> been taking my absinthe. Yeah, it's so funny. That's awesome. And uh Yeah, that's that's it for our companions for this week. Great. And uh yeah, that's just the first half. There's always the second half next week. And uh we may have an addendum and make this instead of a four part series, a five part series. It's probably gonna end up being a five part series. <laughs> On the companions of New Vegas because we forgot that there are DLC companions. Yeah, and a lot of them too. Well, not as many as main game, but still a good bit. So October continues to be convenient <clears throat> month. Yes. <laughs> well, so we goes. don't have a weapon of the week this week, Rick. No, we don't. But we have something even awesomer. More awesome. We have an item of the week, and it's Boone's hat. I love that hat. I do too. Tell Boone's us first week combo. I was going to say, tell us a little bit about it, but you already uh, started. <laughs> this red beret of the NCR First Recon Sniper Unit has the insignia of the, the First Recon 
a bear skull over crossed rifles, and the Latin motto translates to the last thing you never see. Ooh, I love that. It gives you plus one perception and plus five critical chance. It's the signal for Boone that you have found the traitor of his wife's disappearance during yeah. the one for my baby quest. And it gives you another one as a reward for that quest. I I love that beret to no end. Actually. Do you I've, have it? I've got it on right now. <laughs> I usually wear it too, and I don't play as a sniper character. I just wear it because it's cute. Ah. If you take Boone's hat from him, he'll ask you for it back. He'll be like, I'd like my beret back, please. <laughs> I'd really like my beret back. And he looks really stupid without his hat on, so don't take Boone's hat from him. Leave him his hat. Yes. Give him his hat. The beret is immune to damage, and NCR soldiers, including the first recon guys, that are wearing one will say, I wish I had a beret like that. That red beret is looking good, soldier. <laughs> uh, also, we should mention when you when you have Boone around, people will uh, comment and say, I wish I had a first recon guy looking after me. Even the first recon guys say that, who presumably have a first recon guy looking after them. Which also I take as an insult because it's like, dude, I don't need anyone looking after me. Well, I do. I totally need a first recon guy looking after me. I could use that IRL <laughs> on a pretty regular basis. How dangerous is New Mexico? Good grief. <laughs> so that's that's it for our item of the week. We've got some emails for this week. Yeah, we do. Emails. Oh, goodness. Oh, we crashed again? Yeah, we did. <clears throat> or, we or did. Reloading the game. <laughs> Our first email is not an email. It is, in fact, a tweet uh, from Murai. I'm sure I mispronounced your Twitter handle, and I apologize. M-U-R-A-I-I. I have, for some time, wanted modern Fallout to have fast travel with random encounters, like Fallouts of old. What do you think? Hmm. What do you think, Rick? I think I, can, I think I can think of what you would think. I would enjoy it. Would you? I thought you'd say no. No, I, I, I'm the kind of person that wants to get ambushed in my sleep. <laughs> I mean, not in real life, but like, oh, yeah, not in real life. I just mean like, uh, you know, just when I sleep in game, take a nap out in some place that isn't safe. I want to I want to lay a uh, landmine in front of the door and protect myself. I just think it'd be a little more immersive. By the way, we crashed again. I'm booting it back up. I think that would be really cool to have random encounters, but I would like for it to be an option that you can toggle on and off. Okay, so like another hardcore mode of sorts. Right. Like in hardcore mode, you get random encounters or not. Because uh, I, I wouldn't like that all the time. I would I would lose patience with it. <laughs> yeah, maybe, you know, like if it was like, you know, your luck effect. Mm -hmm how often it does or does not happen. Yeah, I, I would like it, but I would like it as a, as a toggleable thing. Maybe you should not go up that hallway, because that's when you crash. Well, I gotta. I Maybe gotta. you should go down a different hallway. I can't. There's no other way in, in Vault 22. Hmm. It'll be alright. It'll be alright. Okay. Wish us luck. It'll be alright. Our next email comes from Ben. 
He says, Hi, Rick and Shaleen. Enjoying your podcast very much. I especially like your lore segments. It's cool to learn stuff about the vast Fallout universe. Thank you, Ben. We appreciate you listening. Yeah. Anyway, he continues, I wanted to ask, do you think there will be a way to link your vault in Fallout Shelter to your game in Fallout 4? I've spent months now building a vault in Fallout Shelter, and when Fallout 4 comes out, it would be really cool if my vault from Fallout Shelter was in the game, the same dwellers with the same names and stats. It seems like it wouldn't be difficult for Bethesda to do. What do you think? Keep up the great work, Ben. Uh... Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't either. There, I, I can't see any... It just it wouldn't make any sense with the world, I, I believe, as far as like... Oh, look, there's a random vault because you played a minigame, I think. Yeah. I don't know, it just would be awkward. Oh. I feel like they, uh, at, at Bethesda, like to have more control uh. of their game with that than that, you know? Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think that's a thing that would happen. It would be cool, but I, I don't think that that's gonna happen. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so shall we move on since we had a, a little visual segue for the people watching the stream? <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. announce our contest winners. <laughs> if he's watching, uh, he got a tease. <laughs> For our contest winners for the Funko Mystery Minis, we have two winners, and uh, and let's let's reveal them. Rick, would you like to do the honors? Yeah, our first winner is Sonuts eighty six. And can we see his screenshot for longer than a split second? Yeah, it should be showing up on the stream now. Um, yeah, uh, okay. let's see. I really, I really enjoyed this screenshot. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Been hanging with Cromwell since the bombs fell. <laughs> yeah, that was a really good screenshot. So, congratulations, <clears throat> Sonuts86, on yeah. uh, being one of our two winners. That, that's him in the chat room, Fallout Freak. Oh, he says, Ooh, was he the congrats. was he the Behemoth video, dude? Yes, that was him. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, so, yep, that's that's the one. And then the other one is, drum roll, please. Well, I guess we don't really have a drum roll. Uh, yeah, so our next winner is Caleb Ellis. Caleb underscore Ellis on Twitter. I love how he's so nonchalant wearing the, uh, the space suit <laughs> yeah. sitting at the table. I believe he's in uh, Lamplight. No, that's New Vegas. Yeah, not Lamplight. Um, The Irradiated Town. I forget. I always forget what that's called. Uh, Searchlight. Searchlight. I knew it was a light. I think he's in Searchlight. Is there, are there, are there non-ghoul soldiers in Searchlight? I think that's a ghoul. Looks like a ghoul. That's not a ghoul. thought it was a ghoul. Anyway, he looks pretty cool (laughs) in his spacesuit. And congratulations, Caleb Ellis, for being our second winner of the Funko Mystery Mini Contest. Thank yes. you to everyone who entered. We got tons of awesome entries. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. It was uh, it was fun to see the screenshots that you guys provided mm-hmm. for us to enjoy. <clears throat> I will message these guys on Twitter to get their mailing addresses. And I will send out your prizes as soon as I get them in the mail. And I'll retweet their entries so that our audio listeners can find them. Definitely, so. definitely. And... Uh, 
Speaking of those mystery minis, we will be doing an unboxing once we both get them in our hands. Should be next week, hopefully. Well, then you gotta... If I get them Monday, then I can probably get them to you by Friday. Yeah, and then, um... We... Yeah, then we'll probably be able to do the unveiling, then, of what we got. I'm really curious to see what those little buggers contain. Yeah, me too. I hope I get a tunnel snake. Yeah, it... it, I'm hoping for the... Brotherhood of Steel fellow. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, so... There was something else I wanted to talk about before we go. What's up? We're getting closer to the release date for Fallout 4. And I wanted to ask the listeners, what are their opinions on how they want us to handle spoilers? Yeah. Jeez, uh, that's going to be hard. Yeah. Do we just go for it and make it a spoiler show? Or do we avoid it for a set time frame? Or do we just warn you what specifically we'll be talking about? Because yeah. we're going to be playing Fallout 4 and... We want to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, for me, I actually have off that entire week of work. Uh, it sounds, me too. Yeah, so uh, I will be playing it non-stop for the most part, only to stop to uh, say hi to my family and sleep. Yeah, um, I took off Tuesday through Sunday. Yeah, that's what I did. Um, so we'll probably be getting into stuff that uh, some people might not, you know, who didn't pre-order it, mm-hmm. might not be able to see. Uh, or find out. So it would be really cool if you guys just let us know. And just how, give us your opinions. Yeah, like, how, we'll you, see. how you think you'd like us to handle it? Well, I, I will be honest. We've never, me and Shaleen have never been a part of something like this to where we had to really worry about spoiling anything. Uh, I know we've always had to worry about being spoiled, but mm-hmm. uh, just to make sure that we're handling this yeah. right for you guys. We don't want to ruin anybody's experience, but we also want to have great conversations about the game. Right. So, most definitely. Help us help us find that balance, please. Write in, tweet at us, let us know your opinions. Yeah, let us know what you think. Make yourselves heard, listeners. (laughs) Do you have anything else you want to talk about before we end? Uh, no. I think that's everything I wanted to talk about. I look for. I thank everyone for joining us on on tonight's episode and part three. Uh, I would like, uh, yeah, just to thank. Oh gosh, I would like <laughs> to thank Bethesda for uh, or Obsidian for a very wonderful game that crashes. <laughs> so I'm just gonna keep it on the uh, standby screen till we check out. But yeah, no, I just want to thank everyone for coming out tonight and listening and um, watching us actually during this live stream. And uh, oh, yes, I did want to say that I'm not worried about running Fallout 4 anymore because I have a new graphics card on the way for those of you that are geeks like me with, you know, computer parts. I got a NVIDIA 960 uh, super super clocked uh, ACX card. Uh, four gig, actually. So I'll be able to stream better. It'll be, it'll just be awesome. And yeah, so that's all. Just thank you for listening, and I look forward to next week um, or part four, and n- not really our conclusion, but our conclusion for the the vanilla game companions. So okay, well, listeners, if you haven't gotten enough Fallout OTR for the week, you can follow us on Twitter at Fallout OTR. You can follow Rick at Rick McVick. You can follow me at Shaleen L, S-H-A-L-I-N-E-L. You can email us all of your thoughts and opinions at falloutotr at gmail.com. Please like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's uh, youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork. 
you can leave us a review on iTunes. And uh, we'd like to thank some people who left us a five-star review on iTunes. Perry Boy, Leet Muffins, Team Ramrod 27, mm. and Bezinskov. Bezinskov. <laughs> <laughs> Something. Thank you, guys. We and, and ladies, if any of you are ladies. Thank you, listeners, for those lovely five-star reviews. It really makes our day when we get another one. And... We record live on Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork slash live. Everybody who's listening to the audio or watching the video at a later date, we would love it if you joined us in our chat room. And thanks again to everybody who's in our chat room right now. Yep. If uh, you'd like to hear some other great shows, we're part of the Quest Gaming Network. There are many other QGN shows that stream live to YouTube. Elder Scrolls Off the Record, Classic Elder Scrolls, Dragon Age Off the Record, Warcraft Off the Record, Rift Reforged, Dota Off the Record, and Dancing with Daggers will come on later this evening. Awesome. Yeah. So thanks again for joining us. I'm your host, Rick McVick. Ring-a-ding-ding, baby. (laughs) 